I am super excited to have you back for another episode of Red Receipt. It's a deep dive into the how and why of the brands we love and the creatives behind them. From blueprints to launch day, customers as community, and the detours in between. Big lessons and easy listening. Red Receipt is hosted by Antidote, the email and SMS marketing agency by people who hate boring email. Today on the show, we sit down with Laura Conlin, VP of Marketing for Welly, the premium and fun first aid brand designed for real people and real lives. Before Welly, Laura had an incredible background in marketing, working for brands like Target, before ultimately taking her skills to Welly, helping to build out and launch the brand. Welly was originally conceived by serial entrepreneur Eric Ryan, who started and built groundbreaking brands like Method and Ollie. We were so excited to talk with Laura, talking about her work with Welly, the amazing success they've seen since their launch in Target, lessons learned throughout the process of working with such an experienced group, and what's next for Welly as they continue their rapid growth. As always, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. I'm I'm curious to find out each of your backgrounds before working for Welly and then also like how the original idea came to be and and your involvement. So I started in San Francisco in public relations. I did actually a lot of video game PR. Um, so I like to say like in 2000, when nobody was really talking about bloggers or influencers, I was deep into it because that's the video game world, right? Um, and very uh, used to talking to people um, that are so focused on something very specific and niche that's part of their worldview. It's like their whole life was really a part of video games. And um, being really credible in the space was super important for these people that were reviewing the products. So we'd have to make sure we brought them along and taught them a ton about the technology and you know the tweaks and things that were happening within the game so that they had that inside look. So it was really cool. I got to learn a lot. Um, we did, that was when we did events and things pre COVID. Um, so we did a ton of events, flew people, you know, to experience video games, like in a real world scenario. Um, so like if we launched a baller game, we had a mansion and we'd have professional, um, athletes there that, were in the video game, or if we did a haunted house kind of ex- experience, we'd go to the most haunted prison in um, the middle of nowhere and take people there. So it was super cool. Uh, really learned about like telling a story from a different point of view to people that, you know, young guys that were just video game reviewers, but super important to the success of a game. Um, and then I went from there into Clorox um, and actually worked in-house at Clorox in their integrated media and did a lot of bleach defense work. Um, and those and sound like the most opposite, totally opposite worlds. Um, that's like my life story. Everything is like from one end to the other. Um, but very similar in a, a lot of ways, like people that care passionately about bleach and how it's made and, you know, the use cases for it in healthcare. Um, and you really had to learn a lot about like how it's actually made and what the, um, principles behind it were and what it could do and the benefits. Um, and so it was super interesting. I got to meet a lot of really cool scientists and, and tinkers that were always coming up with new products. Um, and then we did things like the, 
Clorox also has Hidden Valley Ranch. So we had a lot of cool campaigns around that within schools. Um, and so learning the ins and outs of a CPG company from a really good company where people are just beyond gracious and helping teach, uh, teach you how to do things and how to navigate big systems. And um, so super interesting. And then I went to a startup agency and that's how I met Amanda on our team at Welly. And um, so we worked together um, many, many moons ago. Um, and we, we started an agency for Dell basically. Um, so it was a, a interesting way of like kind of building, being an inside agency, but also being the external voice um, and, and learning a global business um, and, and getting connected to different partners throughout an organization. And what, what was that agency internally for Dell focused on? Uh, all, media, all aspects of media. So very integrated media. And that's what I was doing at Clorox as well, integrated media. So it's public relations, influencer, social, digital media, um, everything kind of under one roof so that you're kind of working together. Uh, and very cool. Um, and we, I did that. I moved to New York and was doing that job there. Um, and then um, Target called. And so we moved to Minnesota. <laughs> so I definitely have experience kind of working in CPG agency life. And then I wanted a taste of retail as well. So that you could see the full picture. Because, um, you know, CPG as a CPG company on the outside, you're kind of wondering how it's getting done and who's making the decisions over there. Um, so it was great to kind of get a sense of how things were done at Target, who's also just an awesome brand in and of itself. Uh, and then left Target and started um, consulting and working with small companies because I figured I've got all these tools from working in big companies, small companies, being part of retail landscape. Um, it's really fun to just help bit little companies um, figure out what to do next and how to build their brand, stay true to their worldviews to what the brand's all about, but then also make it really relevant for a consumer and make it more engaging and shoppable and that sort of thing. Um, and then I got called by Eric Ryan, who's our founder of Welly, um, to join Welly in 2018, late winter, uh, pre-launch. So it was a really exciting time to join Welly before we had even known if we were going to have product make it on shelf. So it's great. What, what was it like working with him so early on before the brand launched? I know he's had success, obviously, with other CPG brands in massive ways. So yeah. I'm curious what it was like for you uh, getting to work with him directly before the launch of the brand. Yeah. I mean, Eric is um, so successful because he's a good person too, and has like, a really strong belief in people. So he, he'll tell you, he's got a couple of pillars of things he believes in when he launches a brand, but it's all about people and trusting your people and just making sure that they have the tools to get things done. He ends every call saying, what can I do to help you? Um, so it was great. I mean, it was so nice and refreshing to work with somebody that um, knew exactly what the brand should be about, but then enough um, leeway to say, go figure out how to make it a thing in the world. Um, and so he's got such a good vision, but then also really trust people because he's so confident in what he does now. He's, he's kind of cracked the code of um, building a team to be successful. So it was fun to listen to, you know, kind of the, the starting stage of why Welly was needed in the world um, and then figure out how to make that, a, you know, a marketable brand and product. Um, so it was great.
it was really educational just to hear from him of, um, you know, how with the pillars that he believes in and then enough rope to just say, go do it. And, and, uh, what are some of those pillars out of curiosity? Yeah. For Welly, I mean, if you look at the brands that Eric has worked on in method and in Ollie, it's really taking the modern consumers lifestyle into account, right? What are you doing? What do you believe in what's interesting? And then making sure that it's super aesthetically pleasing so that it's something that you, it's a token, something that you want to share with people, tell people about you're proud to show off. Um, and so at method, obviously like the, he made beautiful cleaning products that you want to set on your counter and also made with ingredients you could believe in and feel good about. Ollie was very like, just get to the point. Why am I taking this? It's very benefit driven vitamins, but also tastes really good and also aesthetically pleasing. Um, so with Welly, the, the, you know, we talked about the pillars being play and prepared. So it's all about making products that work better than anything else or um, work really well and are beautiful. So you want to show them off and wear them like badges of honor. And so the, we really focused on making great products that work. So, uh, you know, if you look at the brand, the category historically, plastic bandages went with deco. So if it was pretty, it didn't work. <laughs> um, and so we went with the best bandages, flex fabric bandages that are beautiful and like designed by fabric designers. Um, stuff that actually is a badge of honor, something you want to show off and is part of your personality. And then um, also part of your lifestyle. So if you think about nobody bleeds in front of a medicine cabinet, right? Like I have three kids at home and when somebody does has an ouch or an injury, it's never in the convenient location. It's always on the go or it's in the backyard or at the neighbor's house or whatever. Um, and so we made the products super portable so that they're not just functional from that they work, but they function with your life. So you can bring them with you. If you put a carton of bandages, from our like somebody that had been around for a while, they're going to break apart. You're never going to find them. They're going to get wet, damaged, whatever. So Welly was all in tins that are super organized and portable. So you could just throw them in your bag, throw them in your backpack, have one in your car, kitchen, kitchen um, drawer. They fit in drawer as well. So they were designed to fit within your lifestyle instead of assuming you could run to your medicine cabinet and get all the right stuff um, and dump out the bin of uh, first aid stuff that you have. Um, so it really was like, designed with this like promise of blending form and function in a really modern way. So not just beautiful and working, but also work for your life. So you could take it with you. Um, and then from there, it's really fun to build a brand because that's a lifestyle brand right there, right? Yeah, totally. I'm curious, like, with all of your experience and uh, and also all of the success that he's had launching so many brands, what do you feel like? Do, do you feel like there's maybe one one lesson that you've learned from seeing the growth of Welly that might have been a different approach than than you had seen in your past? Well, I think. It usually comes down to, from my experience everywhere that I've been, all the things I've done and watching the products that we've been making, um, the product has to be good. It has to make sense, right? Everything else is icing, right? So we've got to find um, a product that actually is excellent and better than what was there before. So historical, taking boring categories and making them cool 
and making them purposeful so that you can really tell stories around it. You can't tell a good narrative around a product that stinks. Um, the, the whole start to get poked at that. If you look at everything that we've been able to do at Welly, most of it's earned media based because it's authentically good product. It's something that's actually useful to your life. It's one of the reasons why I love being at Welly and why I was stoked to join was like, this is not a product that people really don't need, but if I just put some marketing behind it, I could get them to buy it. This is something you need. You need first aid, you need bandages, you need ointments, you need all of that. Um, and now we can make them better and cooler and work really well. So it's a boring kind of need-based category turned cool and interesting and also just as effective. And so if you look at, you know, his past brands and just past brands that I've worked on, if the product isn't great, nothing you can do can make it great. You have to start with good product. Um, and even better if you can transition from a boring category into something really cool. It's so funny. It's like, uh, it's like the most basic. It's pretty common sense, right? Yeah. But that's yeah. usually the thing that works, right? Like the thing that you're like, ah, oh, why didn't I think of that is usually the things that you're most excited about. And if you're excited to tell people, like if you work for the company and you're excited to be like, yeah, we just totally fixed this problem that people never even thought about. Like all the nice bandages were flesh colored, which isn't a thing. It's not even the same thing in somebody's house, right? Like I'm certainly not the same skin tone as my kids even. Um, and nobody wants to wear that. So the fact that we can say like, yeah, they're all super cool. They're tie dye, they're bright, bold colors and they work and they're really priced well. That is not a huge premium on it. Um, why not? Um, then you as an employee can tell people about it. Then you know you're onto something if you're really stoked about it. And then fans, you know, somebody buys it, they write good reviews, they tell their friends, they give them as gifts. I mean, Welly gets in a ton of gifts um, because it's like a kind of that like aha product where you're like, yes, I totally needed that and it's cool. Um, and you feel good about giving it to somebody, then you know like you've got a, a product that's going to make a lot of sense. What was the what was the design and development process like working on the product? I'm assuming like if if everything everything that you're saying makes perfect logical sense, like the product is ultimately the only thing that matters in a way. And uh, so, are you guys just obsessive about product development then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have um, really great product people on the team um, and we have amazing partners. We have industrial design team, um, Prime out of New York that helps us really tinker with like making sure that the tins nestle, that they stack, that they fit in drawers, that, you know, all the things make sense. And we get prototypes and we look at things and everybody gets to touch it. Um, and we, we do get a lot of consumer, we get some consumer feedback if we're like, is this trend cool? Or is this like too cool for a bandage? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so we're pretty focused on that and we have huge, like lots of quality regulations that we go through to make sure that the products really work, that they're effective, all those things. Um, so it's super, it's super rigorous, the product development side. And what was it like launching the brand, like both from a strategy standpoint and also obviously like uh, multiple people involved have deep ties to Target. And 
I've experienced the product in Target. So I'm just curious what the what the strategy was to launch it and like how you guys thought about getting it in front of getting it in front of enough people in a in an efficient manner. Yeah. I mean, we really focused on Target. So Target was our launch partner. We were laser focused on getting it right there. Um, so the number one th- reason why I was hired at the very beginning was to get our display put together so that we could do something really cool in the stores to capture attention because it's historically like a product that you're buying on a shopping list, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm out of bandages. I'm going to go down that aisle. So we know we knew we needed to disrupt people and get them to purchase it as a want. So they see it, it's eye candy, it's something new and cool. And I want to try that. So we spent a lot of time really focused on um, getting an end cap that looked so fun and playful and had the brand vibe, but that people weren't so confused. It was too cool and they didn't know what it was. Right? So we had to dance that dance a lot. Like we really worked on what that end cap would look like. And when we launched, we had these huge, huge oversized bandages on an end cap with our cool prints and patterns. Um, and then the tins kind of on that shelf. And we worked with the target team to make sure we could do fixturing really cool and make it make sense and easy for the stores to hang it and put it up because that you don't want to be the burden brand for the store teams. And then worked with the design team to really get something that felt super eye-catching, but then made enough sense of what it was that people could didn't have to overthink about it, right? Um, so that was, I mean, we spent a lot of time making sure that we got that display just right. And that was, you know, the launching point for the brand and definitely set the tone and had us out of the gates doing really well at Target. And uh, you've talked a lot about like keeping things simple enough. Um, how do you think about the marketing of a new brand? Like, I mean, everything, everything you're saying makes total sense. I'm just thinking like in order to actually capture people's attention, you need to make like some uh, statements that are eye-catching enough that people notice, but then not going too far that it's like over their head. Uh, And I think it's interesting working with such a uh, intensive group of people that are like so focused on creating something special that things can get complex. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure, people overthink it and you get you know, all these wild ideas and, you know, like off and running and these total tangents were like, why, why did we do that? Why did we spend money on that? Um, the good news is we were really focused on targets, the bullseye, literally figuratively, right? We're focused <laughs> there. We're going to win in the store. We're going to blow it out of the park, like with that display, because we believe that's a ton of foot traffic right there. That's the best foot forward. And we had a lot of complicated ideas for that end cap that didn't make any sense. Um, if somebody just walked by it, it was like, just think about random person walking down the aisle. They're busy. They've got a list. Maybe there's a kid pulling at their pants and you know, whatever, like you got to keep it kind of simple. Um, so we really do a good job of putting ourselves in the, the position of the customer to say, what would, what would work for you? What wouldn't work for you? What would annoy you if you saw it versus what would be awesome and just delight you and make it super easy. Um, so we, we go through that exercise a ton when we're making decisions. And then we of course want to be a cool brand. Um, and we had a really big focus of like, moms are going to pick this up for their kids because 
they need it. You you go through a ton of bandages as a mom or a parent. Um, you, your kids are at, they're going to pick it up. They're going to see a rainbow or a monster and they're going to be like stoked and grab it and put in the cart and you're not even going to have a say about it, right? <laughs> it's the other folks, like the more um, active millennials that aren't necessarily in this mindset that we're trying to capture out of the gate so that we can feel like a different brand and come out of the gates with a different positioning um, so we we worked with Amanda. We brought in Amanda on our team who runs social and influencer and PR to like really dive in and think about um, how this would work and who we would go after and who we would talk to. Like, who are the people that present the worldview that we are trying to live out into the world? So we had um, a small budget, but we put together a budget to go after some influencers and try to bring them on board. So they could talk about Welly in their platform in an authentic way that showed us kind of fitting in um, in their world. And it was also a great way for us to uh, kind of test the waters of what made sense for the brand. You don't know until you've gone out there, like it, are fashion people going to really talk about bandages um, or are, you know, is a cool skateboarder going to actually talk about bandages that are available at Target or is that too cool? Um, so we tested the waters and just like really started talking to different influencers and different communities to see if they would authentically talk about us. Uh, we gifted Welly to a bunch of people just to kind of see what happened. And we found that Welly was like super Instagrammable because it is so beautiful. The product name, you know, the, we call them bravery badges for a reason that you're supposed to wear your bumps and scrapes like badges of honor. Um, and that really resonated with people. We were kind of surprised, but we said like, let's just be authentic. Talk about what we say every day. Like they're bold bandages for a reason. You don't need to hide a cut because you had an injury skiing because you're trying to learn something new. Um, why not share that? And that's very part of the culture today. So I think we've started really targets the bullseye. Then we went to like kind of those influential groups around that fit with the worldview we were thinking and then test the waters to make sure that made sense. Um, and so we focused there and then we started talking to PR, like using PR quite a bit um, and talking to press. And I think our PR team says like, you know, the first time I called this one magazine, they were like, yeah, no, I'm never going to talk about first aid in my very cool hit magazine. Um, and we're like, well, we'll just send you some of the product and then let us know what you think. And then, you know, the next thing we know, we're covered several times over in the year um, because it legitimately fits within people's lifestyle and it makes sense. And that goes back to if you're laser focused on the product, making awesome product that makes sense the narrative is really easy. Um, and so we had a, a really, really focused effort that it was all about target and all about just building these communities and talking to people so we can learn what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. Um, and then kind of go from there. And so we've, you know, built everything around that. It was pretty simple first year, simple as the word, right? Like, um, stay focused, talk about influencers, build this community, get feedback, get some product reviews. So we hear what's good, what's bad, what otherwise. Um, and then in the second year, we kind of brought in the net even more and then went into digital media. And that's another great learning place. Um, when we launched on Amazon, you get so much feedback about what people like. And we had a goal of having like, I think a hundred reviews on our products. And now we have like 7,000. And it just happened so quickly because people are passionate about it. When you find something that fixes a problem and it's cool, 
people want to talk about it. Um, so that's been kind of the next layer of our focus was then now we're going to go after digital because then we can learn um, about who our audience is, what product they like, how they engage with the product. Um, and so we keep it really, really focused so that we're always learning instead of mucking the waters with too much stuff early on. Then you just don't know what was driving it and what was leading people somewhere. You've got to stay kind of in that um, that area of focus. How did you guys think about um, iterating on the product even after the launch, like knowing that you're learning and getting feedback from customers? Were you, was the team making tweaks to the product throughout that? And then also two questions in one, how do you guys think about launching new products? Because it's like a category, I mean, outside of like, outside of like prints and different uh, graphic elements, like, it's a product category that seems as though there's like a set, like standard set of bandages or a standard set of products that are sold in that space or within your kit. Um, and I'm curious to hear how you guys think about launching new products. Yeah. I mean, we launched and we would say we're going to fail. Like some of these products are going to fail and we're going after knowing that failure fast so we can change fast. And that's the beauty of being welly, right? We can't, we can, we can change. We don't, we're not making giant, giant quantities because we stayed so focused on the retailer that we were in. And we learned right out of the gate, we had a product that just like didn't really serve enough of a utility. It was a, like an ointment product that was in a tin, but it was just like the ointment that not that different, differentiated from the formula. And it was in a tin, but people don't really need an ointment to be a tin because it's not as precious of a material, right? You can, you can bring it to with you somewhere where the bandages are a little bit more precious um, and delicate. So they need to be in that tin and have that experience. So we learned right away, okay, we need to have that functional element, that portability element makes a ton of sense when we're launching something like that. Or we need to have something that's super differentiated and very welly designed from formulas and that sort of thing. So we took that feedback right away that said it just didn't work. It was, um, you know, like it had a purpose, but not enough of a purpose that it makes sense to stay in our portfolio. So it's gone. Um, and we learned like some of the prints and patterns that we had launched weren't as successful um, because maybe they were a little... Um, post peak in fashion or, um, you know, people just kind of went through them and we wanted to move on. So we, we went out in the, with the mindset that some of the stuff was going to fail and that that's where we learn and where we get really good. Um, so it was great. We pivoted, we were out of product that didn't make sense within months, um, and had moved on and had kind of reevaluated that space fast. And we learned, you know, rainbows and unicorns were crushing it and they weren't just for kids. If you went to a specialty retailer, fashion retailer, people had rainbows and unicorns in those stores for teens, Gen X, Gen Z, you know, everybody was buying that fashion. So we started taking kids off of the labels because it was putting it in a pigeonhole that didn't make any sense because people everybody likes rainbows yeah. and unicorns it turns out right um so that that we learned really quickly like the the audience and um what what made sense and what didn't make sense in the portfolio and then as you know welly is really a, a reactive healthcare brand um and we're building 
up products that work and make sense. And so we'll always be thinking about the next thing that makes sense in reactive healthcare, I think. Um, but staying true to the welly values of things that are very purposeful, just what you need, nothing you don't, um, you know, well-designed, beautiful, totally functional. And so we'll always take a really critical view of any ex expansions beyond that with that in mind. It's, it's also interesting to me to hear you talk about the testing and like smaller quantity aspects of the business, like knowing that you guys only focused on target on at the outset. Mm -hmm. Like, I think for me, from the outside looking in, I would assume like with everyone's backgrounds, the success in the past, that there would be a ton of money and uh, like large infrastructure and large like everything large behind the brand in the beginning? Not at all. <laughs> uh, we were, there was six of us for a very long time. Um, we had, when well, we launched at Target in April of 2019, there were, I think, five, six of us total. Um, got getting that product to 1800 stores, getting product developed, supply chain, um, websites, PR, Instagram, all the things. Um, there were six of us. Now we have great friends of Welly that teach us a ton of stuff um, in the network. And um, there's resources and partners that we leaned on. We had hired Shadow PR um, right out of the gates and they proved to be tremendously helpful for us and, you know, managing some of the stuff that we couldn't do on our own as we were trying to also set up customer response and all the things that go into it. Um, but we all wear many hats and it's a really, really strong team. That's like very curated for their skills. Um, we have a pretty robust interview process. So we interview people, like normal, and then they have homework assignments. And so they present to the entire team and it's like a challenge that they have to solve for. And then they have to tell us a little bit about themselves personally so that we know if they're fitting within the culture, give us a tight, their dream title. Um, and so we get a really good view of the person behind the resume as a whole company. And so we've really grown very slowly with the people and the resources. We're just very diligent to make sure um, that we're bringing on just, again, just what we need um, so that we're not overly weighted in any way. And because that, that kind of slows brands down, right? When you've got too many cooks in the kitchen, making decisions, um, no, no one's the expert or the totally responsible party, things slow down because you can just look to the left or look to your right and say, I don't know, I think you're supposed to do it, right? Um, where at Welly, it's like, no, um, there's, you know, we're, this is the person that responds to customers. And if they're out, this is the person that responds to customers and there's no more, there's no extra lying around. Um, so it's been, it's a really lean team, but it's because we keep it really focused and have clear goals, um, clear things that we're going after in each area from product to retail and sales to marketing, you can, you can manage it all um, if you're really diligent about it and know your brand and know what you're trying to do. It also sounds like you guys have like a, you know, like a lot of venture backed businesses are just so focused on growth instead of focusing as heavily on the product. And it sounds like you guys have a longer term view of things in general. I don't know if that's true or not. 
I just get the sense yeah. that things don't feel yeah, as, I mean, uh, rushed. yeah, yeah. Or no, fast. They're or, not rushed. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, it is fast. We're fast yeah. growth. I mean, we I don't mean the growth isn't fast. To, yeah. 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 We went from target to 10,000 new doors, um, during a pandemic and Amazon. So, I mean, it's, it's going, it's, it's going and it's going fast, but, um, the focus we have, we have the world's best board. We have great partners behind the brand and they're always like, we want to do it the right way. Uh, make sure you're comfortable and confident in what we have. Um, there's no pressure for, fast, fast growth. If the growth happens really fast, like that's awesome. And it should, because it's great product and we have this kick, kick butt team and we're ready to roll, but, um, it's a healthy balance of grow and, and, and do it all and make sure it's done right. Um, so it's, I mean, and we're based in Minnesota, so it's got that very Minnesota vibe of, um, you know, people take time, you have quality time with your family. There's, um, you know, living your best well-lived life is super important. I mean, we're a wellness company at the end of the day. And so if we say that, and then we chain people to their desks to work really hard, like that doesn't fit the brand vibe and you'll see that in the brand. Right. Um, and so we always say like, you gotta do, you gotta do you, you gotta have your well-lived life and make sure that you're out doing the things that make you happy. And then you'll come back and you'll be all the better for it. And so if we put these unrealistic goals behind everything and make everything about growth and nothing else matters, people get deflated and it's seen in the work. Um, so we want to make sure everybody gets to do their best work. Cause then that's how everything stays so good. What, what is it like working with target? pre-launch are they super involved in the product development ideation around the product like testing the product or is it more uh presenting something presenting like a finished package at the end of that road no we have great buyers at at target great partners at target that totally weighed in on um like we'd say this product or this this print or this pattern and they'd pick you know maybe their kid liked something or maybe it was something that they were into um certainly um you know they see a lot of different trends and stuff as well so everybody when they saw that tie-dye tin that we came out with they were like yep that's gonna be huge because it's on everything from a taylor swift album to every swimsuit at target right now right Um, so target was really good about that. And we ran by the different displays that we were thinking about noodling on early. We just brought them along as partners because I mean, they're the experts in their store. They know their guest, they know how they respond to things. Um, they've seen the brands that work and the brands that fail pretty epically. Um, and so they've been, they were really good partners and totally brought on, um, along the way. They'd come to like our scrappy little office and have meetings with us um, for sure to give us quick input on things. So it's pretty great. Uh, It's one of the reasons why Eric has consistently launched things at Target because they can be really insightful, creative thinkers um, and not bog you down with like, no, 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 no. It's like a lot of that yes and um, culture there. So it was really helpful. Um, They're a big part of making the brand to launch for sure. What do you feel like has been the biggest lesson that you've learned since launching the brand that if you were able to go back would have made things easier and or um, made made the path more enjoyable even along the way? 
in this in yeah, uh, just at Wally specifically. I mean, you could even do career-wise too. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that makes Welly enjoyable, and we just had kind of our year-end Zoom party, (laughs) (laughs) um, and we like a lot of it was reflecting on what makes it great, and a lot of it is like kind of keeping that sense of humor of the sky is not falling. You know, we are making a product. Things are going to have a. We're going to have a mistake. We're going to have a bump in a row. We're going to step on each other's toes from time to time, but. like being able to laugh at some of the mistakes together and not be so um, protective of your failures and be able to be like, I totally messed this one up. Or like, why did we spend a dollar on this one influence or they were terrible or, you know, being able to talk about things kind of openly. Um, And I would say that's the biggest lesson I have in my career is being really transparent about mistakes and failures makes everybody learn faster, move on, you're less insecure. And when you have a lot of confidence in what you're doing, um, because you're really open about it, you're not hiding all the mistakes under a rug somewhere. um, It's so much more enjoyable because you're talking and learning uh, along the way. And the hardest time I've ever had is when I'm like, I don't want to share that this didn't work or I'm super nervous about what's going to happen when I confess that whatever, you know, like we're out of stock on an item and it's totally my fault. Um, and we, we, (laughs) that's happened. That's a real, that's real. Um, so, I mean, there's things like that where you're like, you just own it, own your mistakes, um, and be able to pat yourself on the back when you do something good or have something that kind of tells you you're awesome. Um, and for sure, surround yourself with good people. And I was lucky enough to be able to hire a lot of people, um, for the Welly team, just from the time that I, I joined, um, and could go back to people that I loved working with that made my life better, that added value that were better at me than certain things. Um, like Amanda on our team, who's a rock star and is so mellow and (laughs) helps me every day with something. Um, and just like, that's just the biggest gift you can get is to work with people again and again that you like working with. Um, because then you get more comfortable saying like, I messed that one up or shoot, I shouldn't have said that in an interview (laughs) or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think, you know, those are the things that, you know, are always helpful. I would say in the, this year with the pandemic, um, hitting at our first birthday, right. When we were all stoked to like go out and like celebrate our victory of having a year anniversary and um, we made it and we were so excited to just take a moment to pause and get excited about that. And then the world around us was suffering so much that we really had to pivot how we thought about um, celebrating and and having that moment. Instead of being defeated about that, we all kind of were like, that's great, that we're in an awesome position where we're still doing good business And now we get to go do good for others. And so we, the first thing we did was make sure our employees were safe and at home and had the things they need to have a good wellness experience at home and during the pandemic. Um, And then we collected um, a team self-funded donation to Feeding America. Because we're like, the best thing you can do in something like this is to help somebody else. Um, And then we started thinking about other ways we could raise money and, and help our communities. And I think that, that's always the good mindset to go into of like, stop focus on the, stop focusing on that end result, that thing that you're like, I'm so excited to do, or I'm so excited for this thing to happen because it never happens the way you think it's going to. Things are always changing. Um, and, you know, we, we definitely pivoted a million times over and we were always more 
excited about what happened after the pivot than what we ever thought was going to happen in the first place. So I think that's always a good mindset to keep of like, just be prepared and stoked about changes that happen instead of letting those get you down or frustrate you um, or feel like the ball, the target's always moving because it is. Uh, it's always moving. How, how do you um, personally, how do you manage your time in such a fast growing and uh, still relatively small organization? Um, well, I, we, we always laugh at my house. There are no boundaries between my, my life and my work that my kids are making an appearance, the dog's <laughs> making an appearance. Um, and I can't get anything done. If I was going to say like, I'm only going to work when it's quiet and nobody will hear that I have this crazy household behind me. Um, and I just have kind of let go of all of that. And we always laugh, like I'm feeling at something every day in some regard, a little bit, and I'm completely comfortable with that. Um, so I let the world just kind of blend all together. And that's the only way to get anything done. Um, and we have all like just laughed about that for all of us have had something going on in the background at every turn this year. Um, I wake up super early personally, <laughs> um, because, you know, we'll laugh about like, I've already baked bread and gone on a run and done something else before our first like meeting in the morning. But that just makes me happy. I'd like to get up early and have a little time to myself or feel like I've given a ton of time to my family. Um, and then the rest of the day I work and I get stuff done while somebody's jumping in and I'm making a quesadilla for a kid and, um, you know, doing an interview or whatever the case may be. Uh, but it just kind of blending everything makes it all possible. I think right now. Well, thank you so much for talking through everything. I love personally, I love the brand. My wife, uh, bought product. I don't know when she did originally, but she, uh, I think got the tie dye set and, um, we do have uh, a child, but he is just turning 11 months right now. So not even, uh, not yeah, injured. not injured, not yeah, injured. which is a good no. thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she, she just loved it. Like the look of it, the energy of it and bought it for like us to use around the house. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get you yeah. more. It's great. Bread receipt, bread receipt, bread receipt.